Hey, you're listening to Jerry Cooney, and we're with the Mike Sappho Podcast. Cooney, what's up, bro? Hey, you know what? It's great to be here, Mikey, <laughs> always, and uh, you, you got a great, great show, and I still want to fight you. <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to that part yet. Okay, okay. Okay, we'll do one serious note, because it is September 11th. We're oh, taping yeah. it now, September yes. 11th, yes. in Sirius XM Studios, and I appreciate you having me here. Uh, where were you? How did it impact you? Give me your 9-11 story. Everyone has one. So. Well, it does. It's also, I was uh, training the rookie police in Union County and asked to go there and teach him self-defense. And, you know, if you don't have a, a mace or your slapjack or your gun, you know, how, how to protect yourself. And uh, so I trained, uh, trained a bunch of guys, got in my car to come home. On the radio came a plane just hit the World Trade Center. I couldn't believe it. I said, could this be for real? And I was on my way home. I finally got home. I ran in the house. I turned on the television just in time for the second plane to hit. And it was, uh, it was just crazy because you know what was going on uh, we went up, to, up there's a big hill up in new jersey where i live we went up and and watched it up there and uh and you know all the terrible things that went on the things that we heard uh we're still not really over that I, you know it's mm-hmm. like so tragic and uh uh you know it's just you're lost for words yeah and it's like a, a feeling of like helplessness like you're watching it and you know what the worst part was i remember for me I was young, and I leave school. They tell everybody, you know, I was in college. Go home. Like, everyone has to go home now. I'll never forget. It was in, I was coming from Brooklyn or Manhattan, and uh, I, li- I lived in Staten Island at the time, and there was no easy pass. They're like, just go. Like, just no one paid the toll. Go home. And I remember, like, going home, and on the bottom of the screen, it was, like, maybe 10,000 dead. They had no idea the numbers, and it's like, wow, we're being attacked. I never lived through anything else like that. It, it was, like, the scariest moment when I remember that. It was uh, horrific, and... Uh you know, we were home with the family, and you know, you just don't know what's coming next. And mm-hmm. uh, I've had so many people you know or have known. Uh, a very good friend of mine uh, f- from the Port Authority, Michael Nestor, top Port Authority uh, uh, guy, was there and involved. And uh, and so, you know, it's just uh, amazing that something like that could happen. You know, but America stood up, and we, you know, we we lost a lot of people. And uh, um, Devastating time. Now let's have some fun. I got bad news for you. You actually dropped off my top ten list of friends. By the way, you are on the top ten. You don't invite me to the McGregor uh, Mayweather. Wherever you watched, it, you didn't invite me to the party. That's kind of fucked up. So you kind of you went off my top ten list. I didn't tell you that you were my best friend. No, well, not anymore. You didn't even invite me. Where'd you watch the fight? I was out in Las Vegas. Oh, well, you were <laughs> for for uh, McGregor Mayweather, and what a great experience it was. We had, I had my birthday out there. I've actually celebrated my birthday. I left on Thursday to go out to Vegas. Okay. We stayed at the MGM, and we were on, the, you know, just had a great time seeing all the people, the celebrities, the fighters, and and watching that whole experience was just uh, awesome. And you know, I was thought it was going to be this one-sided fight. It turned out to be, you know, attracted to both MMA and uh, boxing because. I think there's a lot of crossover people. You know, a lot of MMA uh, fans came to boxing and vice versa. And, and you know, McGregor stood up for himself, obviously had no experience. Mm-hmm. And Mayweather, you know, let him punch himself out the first three rounds. Then he walked him down, make him more tired. And when he got exhausted, he took him out. So I picked him between the ninth and the tenth round. And, uh, and But, you know, I, I went home that night uh, back to my hotel feeling like I, I, got, I was satisfied. You know, he stood up. He, uh, you know, obviously he lost. How could you not lose with mm-hmm. a guy that's uh, been a world champion, the best of his era? And uh, he got in there, showed a lot of guts, and, uh, 
you know, made a lot of money going home. How was the atmosphere out in Vegas? Was it just electric? You know, it wasn't like a Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather. It really? It was a little more subdued than that, but it was still pretty exciting and, uh, you know, it was a, a, a lot going on and, and uh, you know, typical fight crowd and excitement and a lot of gambling going on and, and uh, you know, it was a great atmosphere to be around. I mean, I, I was a fighter all my life, so I don't really need those crowds anymore, mm-hmm. but it was a uh, experience it's funny you said that because i thought vegas would be electric because i'll tell you why the super bowl happens even if you never watch the football game people are watching it i had a party at my house we all went to the bar afterwards there were 15 people eight of them never watched a boxing match but they had to watch that fight it was like must watch tv um you know i guess i mean i, I you know I'm, i've been a fighter all my life yeah, and you're gonna watch every fight, fight anyway. yeah so I, I found interest i was interested on how they were going to break it down how they made adjustments, and obviously there was no adjustments. McGregor came out, working, 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 and Mayweather did what he does. He gets you tired. Once you get tired out missing, then he starts to come on you, and then you can't. You become more frantic, and you don't breathe. And when you don't breathe, you don't get oxygen through your blood. You get tired, and that's what happened to him. And, uh, you know, he stood up for as long as he could. And some people said, I was with Eddie Cotton today. He's a real great referee. Uh-huh. He thought that maybe the referee should have let him knock McGregor oh. out. But I thought it was a great stoppage. The referee did a great job that night. I was satisfied, and I'm a critical guy about fighting, and I think that Mayweather and, and McGregor did a great job. And uh, Listen, it was, uh, it was well worth me going out there to watch it. Were you impressed that McGregor came out as strong as he did? Because he impressed me. I thought, I thought it was going to be embarrassment. I really thought Mayweather was going to embarrass him just to prove a point because it was a two-pronged thing. One, he had to win for boxing. You can't have an MMA guy in his first fight come and beat one of the best of his generation. Yeah, who, whoever thought who, whoever thought he was gonna? I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I got a couple of dinners out of that deal. People thinking he was gonna win, but how can you take a guy who's never been in the ring, let alone you know in MMA, you grapple, you you hold on, you rest. In boxing, if I keep my pressure on you, I'm not even getting tired, but I'm making you tired out. Now, were you impressed with McGregor the first three rounds? Because after that, he kind of he faded. He was, well, you know, but you know, I, 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 he had a lot of guts and mm-hmm. he came out. But he was just uh, McGregor's so smart, he, and I spoke to a lot of guys that night that we interviewed who had fought uh, Mayweather, and they just he walks him down, figures him out, looks for the opening, finds the mistakes, ties him out, and then he takes off, and that's what he did. And he put a lot of pressure on him. It was the first time really that I saw Mayweather put a lot of pressure on a big puncher like McGregor, but obviously he felt the punches had no sting in him anymore. He knew after the third round, he's mine. I can take my chances now. Well, you know, he didn't. He didn't. Couldn't take his chances. He was smart, but he was getting inside with his hands up, pushing McGregor back, making him tired out more. I, like I actually enjoyed the fight, and I didn't think I was going to, and I enjoyed it. It was. It was fun. Yeah, I think everyone got that. Walked away with that sense of uh, it was. Uh, it was okay. You know, I mean, obviously Mayweather did what he said he was going to do, and but uh, McGregor showed some guts. And there's two things that I'm really happy to have. You were out in Vegas, and I'm really glad, and I thought it was going to go down kind of the route you went down. I thought they were going to make it a white-black thing. I'm really glad it didn't happen. Like, after that first press conference, I'm like, oh, it's going to be the white. And it really wasn't that way. Do you agree? No, I think there was some, some stupid talk about it at some point during, the, uh, during that, that crazy media frenzy. But no, it's, not, it's athletics. You know, it's two athletes. You know, when I fought Holmes, there was all that nonsense going on. When Mills Lane gave us instructions in the middle of the ring, Holmes looked at me and said, let's have a good fight. And that's what boxing is about. It's always been that way. I mean, sometimes I'm sure there is, but not 
far as I was concerned. I never, I never got involved or caught up in any of that stuff. Now, two fights I want to talk about. One happened already, and I feel maybe it's the revival of the heavyweight when jo- when Joshua fought Klitschko in Wembley. I know it was a month or two ago, but I haven't seen you. Is that bringing back the heavyweight division? Because nothing's as good as the he- when the heavyweight di- when there's a big heavyweight fight that's must watch. And Joshua versus Klitschko, that was great. That was a great fight. Well, no, let me tell you something. Years ago, it used to be, if the heavyweight division was lacking, boxing was lacking. Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, you got middleweights. You got some of the toughest light heavyweights in the game. You got great cruiserweights. Errol Spence is a welterweight. Terence Crawford has a junior welterweight who's going to move up to welterweight. There's a Keith Thurman. There's so many great guys in different weight classes. Boxing is big. I mean, Al Heyman came out, Delahoy came out, you know, Bob Aram is still out, you know, Joey DeGuardi's out. There's a lot of great guys out there putting on some really good fights, and I'm so glad because boxing has never been so good as I see it now. I mean, we listen, we had a great run back in the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s. It was a great run, some great fighters, but it's coming back in all the weight classes. There's deep in talent. Now, talking about the Joshua Klitschko fight, did you enjoy that? I love that fight because, you know, I want to tell you, Emmanuel Stewart, who passed, rest Mm -hmm. in peace, he trained Klitschko and wanted Klitschko to fight like that. And that night, Klitschko gave that that experience. He he fought like Emmanuel Stewart wanted him to fight, and he did a great job. And listen, you got to give it to Joshua because in that one round when Joshua hurt Klitschko and he went after him, he tired himself out. He was looking like, oh, man, he's not going to make it. Yeah, the next round, I thought Klitschko was to knock him out. Right, he I went really back, did. and he, he took a round off, and then he came on. That's that's the uh, sign of a great champion, and that's what you have. And listen, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, people want that. I want to see it. And I, and I spoke to Deontay Wilder uh, you know, uh, on, on, on Friday, telling him that I did pick Joshua if it were to happen right now because Joshua's been busy. Mm-hmm. You've been injured. He tore his, his bicep. He broke his hand a couple of times, and I have to give him the favor. But uh, I'm a Deontay Wilder fan as well, but it's going to be a great fight. I can't wait. Yeah. And I love nothing's been a big heavyweight fight. Who's the other guy? Is Ortiz? What's his name? Uh, King Kong Ortiz yeah. is going to fight, uh, you know, um, Deontay Wilder. That's fight. That's fight. I think is pretty much made. Mm-hmm. And there's some other guys too. I mean, the division is forming again. It died out when the Klitschko buzz were there because it was nothing but cruiserweights that were blown up to 200 pounds, like and pumped fighting. up, right? Yeah. But it was no good. And they good. just dominate. Listen, I liked Klitschko's, but jab. The fights were kind of boring. It was you boring. Were, yeah. It was boring. But they're very talented they, guys, and, and they dominated. And it's like crap. Is it? Is the heavyweight division ever going to come back? Like, is can we get back from this? And I'm and glad I, it, we are. And I think that you know Klitschko. Standing up saying, listen, I made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I got a family now. Uh, I'm going to turn the page of my life and get on doing some other things. So that's really great about it. And, you know, boxing is going to f- fill that hole. Now, um, the other fight I want to talk about, I made a note. This is the biggest fight of the year. It's this Saturday. Middleweight. It's the super fight of the year, I think. Triple G versus Canelo. You excited about it? Yeah. You know, uh, before you talk about that, I just want to tell you about Chocolatito just fought this past weekend. Okay. A couple of small little guys. Chocolatito was, was in the talks with being the top fighter pound for pound in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in a, a, a rematch with a guy who beat him last time, although I thought Chocolatito won the last time. And then from that fight to this fight, Chocolatito just got old. and He got beat up from bell to bell. It was sad. And got stopped in the fourth round. And that was very sad because, you know, he was uh, comes from Nicaragua where mm-hmm. Alexis Aguello was. And it's kind of funny, they, on, the, on the anniversary of his 
when he lost his title, he fought again. and got knocked out in four rounds. So that was a great uh, weight class and a great division to see, watch those guys fight. And this Saturday, yeah, this has the makings to be the fight of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Triple G has done everything he asked of him. Uh, Camille Alvarez has done everything he asked of him, except he lost to Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's so interesting to find out these two guys, if they stand in the center of the ring, if that, if that fight would happen, it would be the greatest fight in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Canelo Alvarez can stand in the middle of the ring with Triple G because she's a devastating puncher. And how they're going to work it out, is Canelo going to box? Is he going to try and get inside? Is, Triple G's got a great left jab. He can fight all night with that jab or win. He beat Danny Jacobs mm-hmm. with that jab. So there's a lot of unanswered questions, and I'm so excited to be getting the opportunity to go out there to see it You're again. going back out to Vegas for it? going out to Vegas for it, yeah. Sirius XM must be paying pretty well if they're flying you out there. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a great time for boxing. Now, do you guys do shows and stuff out there? Or we just... do double shows. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, every day. So it's all good. And we, we have uh, Radio Row with all the celebrities after yeah, yeah, yeah. come through and we sit down and talk with them. And So it's all good. You know, they got a lot of great guys, basketball players, football players, actors, you know, fighters. You know, it's all good. Listen, NBA Finals, Super Bowl, a big boxing match is where everyone shows up for you want to be seen at the big fights well yeah i mean uh, you know well you were always in the ring yeah be, you were in the ring me, me know, and you I were in the ring we know it's fighters want to be there uh, i i, I want to see that event mm-hmm. it's an exciting event and it's it's a one um for the ages you know it, it could it could turn out to be one for the ages i hope it does because it needs it and you know mayweather mcgregor overshadowed it <laughs> for so long that no one even talked about it, but it's real, and it's a real fight. And the real boxing fans are pumped for it. I'm telling you, like my friends and I, that's all we're talking about. Yeah. I'm having people over for it, and like, you want to be focused in. Now, Vegas has Triple G as a pretty big favorite. Do you, yeah. agree, you agree with that? Uh, you know, he's a natural middleweight, and, um, and, and uh, Alvarez is moving up from welterweight. But Alvarez has been working with a lot of guys that were 175, mm-hmm. Russian heavyweights, different sparring partners, to, to feel that the sting of those punches, to be able to better take them. And I heard he was faring pretty well with that. So I don't know. You know, we're going to see what happens. I mean, I mean, uh, like I said, it can be a great, great fight. Can Canelo come in and trade punches and stay in the pocket with Triple G? I don't think so. Can he box Triple G and make Triple G stumble around? That's a possibility. I hope not. Because sometimes you saw that with Danny Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He did that. Are they going to use that strategy? I don't know. That's what's going to be so beautiful about it. But I hope that they stay in the center of the ring and they go mano a mano and punch it out. So now we're going to go, you're going to lay out the money, and we'll go 50-50 on everything. You lay the money out, and if you bet, you bet for me oh. out in Vegas, right? <laughs> uh, something's wrong with this question. Here, but no, 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 you lay out the money. Listen, you got the big bucks. You I'm lay out the money. money. I'm going to give you my input. That Security. <laughs> Security. Get in here. Listen, you're getting ready to do your show with the commission, Randy Gordon. What cool guests have you had on recently? And give me your one dream guest in studio that you would love to just sit down and interview. You know, we have a lot of great fighters on. We have Danny Jacobs is coming on tonight. Peter Quinlan's coming on tonight. Uh, we've had movie stars, rock stars. You know, uh, you know, it's so many guys that, that and, and women that come on that are fight fans. And, uh, you know, we just love to talk fights and your career, what's going on with you. How does, it, how does this fight break down for you? And so... You know, I'm not really a starstruck kind of guy, but we have a lot of great people come on. And the boxing community, like you just said, who did you just meet outside? I was with Boom Boom Mancini. I'm walking <laughs> down the street. I'm thinking, what the hell is my chances running to Boom Boom Mancini with his mother and his girlfriend walking down on uh, 50th Street? 
and uh, I found out they're going over to Europe. They're taking a plane to Europe, and I was hoping they were going to come on the show, but he's leaving for the uh, flight now. So. And you guys have like that instant camaraderie, right? Like we're, we're boxed. Yeah, of course you do. It's fight. You know, you're a fighter, so you've been. I know, Jerry. You're talking been, to me. I know. You've been uh, to destroy. You know what? What do you know? <laughs> I the know fight? the fight world. Yeah, you know the Listen, fight. Listen, you got to tell me who's your dream guest. There has to be one person. It doesn't have to be an athlete. About anyone in the world. Who would you want to sit down and just interview? And just sit down in the studio with for two hours and just kick it? Uh, you know, Jackie Marlin was a great interview. He's uh, awesome. I mean, we've had a lot of comedians come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I just tell you, we've had so many people that, you know, I, like I said, I'm not really a starstruck yeah, kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have guys on all the time. I really enjoy talking to them, hearing them. We have basketball players come on. You know, uh, Oakley, Charles Oakley was a was a, a fighter as a kid. Uh you know, just you know, the fight game is great. This this Sirius XM is great. It's, to it's be so involved cool. With you this. see I love everyone, show. and you're a big sports guy to begin with. Sirius XM Channel 93 Combat Channel, six to eight p.m. every Monday, every Friday, uh, Eastern Time. Now, listen, three more questions for you. Good. What? <laughs> well, you, you want you want ten more? You keep telling me to keep going longer. You're a big sports guy. Yeah. Knicks, Rangers. When are you taking to the garden with you for a game? That's a question? Well, I'm asking you. Yeah, I want to... What kind of question is that? Because I want to go. Good point to me. Listen, I, 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 you, know, you know I love the garden. I love... I grew up in the garden. I mm-hmm. fought every week in the fell form. Every finals I was in, three finals in the, in the, in the Golden Gloves, was in the main garden. And, 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 and I you know, had my professional career. I fought in the mm-hmm. garden. I fought Kenny Norton. I knocked Kenny Norton out in the 54 seconds of the first round of the garden. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't really... I, I live in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I love the Knicks. I love the Rangers. And there's a lot of concerts that goes on in the garden. It's a lot of fun, too. So, yeah, I get to go, and, and you're going to have to work harder for that, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you on a lot more to get it. You're going to have to have your gun with you. And my girlfriend, because when my girlfriend there comes, you, you like having my girlfriend. There you go. You. Okay, so Triple G wins, if he wins, or Canelo. Does that leave Jacobs in the – or is that is – No, that, I mean, I think Jacobs fights the winner of those two. And, and kind of like – Jacobs is in a kind of an awkward position because – he looked so good in losing to Triple G. It's hard to to beat that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can only look worse yeah. in your next fight. So, you know, obviously he's been waiting around for a while. And he's coming on the show tonight, so we're going to figure out what's happening for him. But he's in an awkward position because he did so well that night. I remember standing up, you know, when Danny Jacobs was fighting uh, Triple G. And I didn't think he could win. He's been through a lot of cancer mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, I jumping up it was like 11 12 rounds like wow you got this bro and i picked him i thought he won the fight that night the next morning i went to uh i told you my friend michael nestor from the uh, port authority yeah, yeah police and i went to his house and watched it with him and i could see that triple g used that jab all night long and was winning keeping danny jacobs off balance so uh listen i'm i'm, I'm excited like everybody else about this fight and, and many other fights that are out there in boxing it's crazy like, every weekend, it seems now, there's just good fights on all the time. Yeah, and man, and I like when they're putting it on non-pay-per-view when Fox Sports have. I love that. Before the Mayweather fight. You put yeah, that, on. That, that's been like, uh, it's been um, that promoter that came out, uh, Al Heyman, mm-hmm. came out and put on a lot of great shows on regular television. I don't know if he can keep doing it because it costs a lot of money to take that time away from television mm-hmm. and put on your fights. And you got to sell that advertising. I don't know if he has. I think he's lost a bunch of money. But that being said, it was like uh, it's been too good to be true. Can he sustain it? I don't know. Look at you breaking down like uh, TV revenue and stuff. You, you got your hand in so much different shit. It's crazy. Uh, listen, it's a great game. It's, it's great that he put those 
like I've ran into a thousand people in my life that told me, listen, I want to get into the fight game. I want to promote. This guy wants me to invest money. Mm -hmm. I told every one of them, don't do it. Why is that? Because what happens is they lose all their money. It's a fight game is a is a ruthless business. It's an evil business too, right? And so all those people that I told them don't do it, they did it and they lost everything. And yet some of the boxes, like, you know, you got screwed out of the whole thing. You, you told, how many times have you said the story with Don King that you got screwed out of a lot of no, shit? No, I, I got screwed out of, out of the experience I needed. I needed three or four or five more fights before I fought Holmes to gain that experience. I had a lot of knockouts in my career, mm -hmm. and he wouldn't give me any of them because why would he want me to gain the experience so that I could have a better chance at beating Larry Holmes and taking away his championship? So he owned everybody but me. Mm -hmm. So he kept me out of the picture. But listen, that being said, okay... The other stuff, I saved my brains. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, you did. A lot of guys are struggling today, and so that's a, 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 a crime about the fight game. You know, there's a lot of things need to be changed about that that we're working on. Like what? Let me, before we hand well, out, I'm, I'm be honest with you, I think guys train in the gym with 12, 14-ounce gloves. I train with 24-ounce gloves. It's like two pillows. Mm -hmm. So you get in better shape. And you're not, getting, not taking that wear and tear that most guys do. And they should be monitoring the gyms. The, the uh, commissions should have somebody in the gyms all the time watching that. You know, years ago, they used to have ring wars in Philadelphia in the gyms. And guys would burn themselves out in the gym. So we have to make some changes. And, and I, I'm so excited to see that we're seeing better fights, a lot better quality opponents mm -hmm. and, and champions. And they're trying to work out making less champions. So you can really be more, instead of having 20 champions, you have like, you know, eight instead of, you know. Yeah, that was, that's ridiculous, Jim. So, and we're about to, by the way, just so you know, we might be going into business together, Jerry Cooney and Mike Safosnick. You want to know why? Why? You know the brand of clothing? This is the truth. Roots of, fight, roots of the fight? Yeah. I've emailed them, I'm not lying to you, 30 or 40 times, because, you know, with suggestions. Jerry Cooney, I made my brother do it, my mom, my girlfriend. So when they, when they come out with the Jerry Cooney shirt... <laughs> I'm serious. We're going to go half. Unless I'm upset. I'm walking through the hallways. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. And they fired out boy Opie. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know really what went down there. He had some problems. Yeah, yeah no, no. At the station. And, you know, I love that show. I, I had I know, a great time you, you were, show. I used to love when you go and you punch it. Yeah. He's, I'm telling you, it's like. Some bad things happen. Some bad blood. Uh, yeah. No, I don't no, know what it was. No, I knew I, it. But I'm saying, like, for 20 years, that's been the voice of my life. Right. It was Mike Francesa right. and Opie and Anthony. Right. And now there's no more Opie. It's like, holy shit. Well, what about, what about uh, um, the ESPN guys? The guy got arrested for. No, oh, Craig Carton from oh WFAN. Him and Boomer. That was WFAN well, in was the morning. Boomer. Boomer's doing No, Boom, no Boomer's Him legit. Sims are going to take yeah, it yeah, over. Yeah. But Craig Carton, I know. That's. How can you figure that? How can somebody think. That they're going to be able to get away with these things. Mm -hmm. But then again, he's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, of course. And like a legit Ponzi scheme. That's oof, that's scary. Scary. Listen, my friend Jerry Cooney, thank, thank you. you. No, I love. I just love having you on. I'm telling you, we'll text Jackie and we'll do a show, me, you, and Jackie, and just hang out one day. I, I love that all the time. Anytime. My friend, thank you so much. All right, we got to get TV. We got to get on TV. Whenever you want, I put a little thing up. We'll do a little YouTube thing <laughs> okay, going on. Yeah, you got it. Jerry Cooney, thank you, See my you friends. Buddy. Bye.